Hi, I'm Kevin Barrett of Truth Jihad Radio. You can get an early look at pretty much all my articles and radio shows by subscribing at Substack. To do so, just go to truthjihad.com and click on the subscribe at Substack link. Welcome to Truth Jihad Radio. I'm Kevin Barrett talking about the most important things that you won't hear much about in the corporate-controlled mainstream. And if you do hear something, it's probably going to be lies or at least uh, massively skewed and tendentious. Hey, there's a fancy word for for, (laughs) unfair, uh, one-sided, biased, and so on and so forth. I try to bring you the other side of these issues and now we're going to talk about the one of the most suppressed other sides of issues of all time, which is the uh, people pushing for the Worldwide Freedom Day rally on July 24th, pushing back event against COVID restrictions and all the authorities up to it, including President Joe Biden, tell us that they are killers. They're out to kill us. Oh, my God. What do we do? Call in a drone strike. Anyway, uh, let's let's talk to Kat McGuire, who's involved with the organizers of this and similar events. Hey, welcome, Kat. How are you? Hey, I'm doing good. How are you doing, Kevin? I'm doing well. I'm enjoying uh, have some peace and quiet out. Uh, I was out on the deck uh, in a beautiful natural setting. I can't really complain. You know, the life of a of an impoverished conspiracy theorist isn't really so bad. So <laughs> you're, you're, you're still traveling. Uh, what, you've been traveling an incredible amount over the past year or two. Um, anything you have anything to say about I that? I have. How, how do you do it <laughs> with mask restrictions and all this stuff? It seems like nobody else wants to travel. Well, I you have to get past the first Stasi at the gate. Um, but after that, I just um, I'm I'm a renegade. Um, I'll wear the mask, but then when you're in the aisles, as long as you don't have a fellow Stasi there, I just pull it down and just uh, brazenly show people I'm not wearing a mask. And fortunately, I have nobody calling me out. Every once in a while, I do. But um, I am pretty um, pretty strong about not wearing a mask. But then as, if the a flight attendant comes by, I'll put it up. But by and large, I'll, I'll pretty much avoid it. So it wasn't so bad. Besides, I have a chiffon mask, which is worthless, but it looks like it's a mask. So nobody really knows that I'm not complying in any way, shape, or form except for a superficial look. Well, that sounds good to me, although it probably sounds to Joe Biden like you need to be hauled out and shot. And, you know, we're facing this crackdown and total authoritarianism around this particular issue. And uh, so Worldwide Freedom Day on Saturday, this coming Saturday, July 24th, is pushing back against this. How do people get involved? Well, um, they can go to... um Look at the world uh, freedom. It's called, let me see, it's called uh, worldwidedemonstration.com. So that's all one word, worldwidedemonstration.com. And there's over 180 cities around the world that on July 24th will be coming together. So if you go to that website, you'll see if uh, a city near you is going to be having a, uh, a rally that day. And New York is having one on July 24th, this Saturday. It's the third rally worldwide. So they're calling it uh, 3.0. Um, the first one was March 20th, then there was May 15th, and now July 24th. And unfortunately, we'll probably need another one. So in September, I'm sure we're going to have our next one. 
Now, some of these have drawn pretty big crowds in some countries. Uh, and of course, just recently we're hearing about some, some big demonstrations on these issues in France. Uh, so give us the history of how this started and you know, who's been attending and so on. Well, in Europe, um, it's just amazing how much they have come out. Um, the U.S. has been very um, uh, weak, uh, especially in New York, where it's almost a totally woke country. But um, a group of people just started coming together in New York. Um, one guy put up a, a microphone at Union Square, and there was open mic. I went there quite a bit and just spoke, literally like on a, a, a soapbox. And people started organizing around that. So we got a, a fairly decent rally at the first one, March 20th. It was nowhere near what Europe had. But it's going strong, and we have a, a strong movement in New York, and more and more people are coming out. So I think we're going to have a big rally. But I'm very, very um, excited about what has happened in Europe, the spontaneous demonstration. My sister lives in Greece, and she said it's been so difficult. The Greeks have been utterly compliant. They dutifully wore the mask. Um, most of them um, abided by the lockdown. If, if anybody was um, noncompliant, it was often the Orthodox priests because they were trying to shut down the churches. That's pretty crazy for the place where, where critical thinking and, and philosophy was born. Oh, yeah. Well, I think 300 years of Ottoman rule took a lot of the... Hey, 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 wait a minute. Uh, you, <laughs> the Ottomans weren't so right. Oh, I'm treading, I'm treading on your territory now. Okay, well, I've heard it from the Greek side. But let me get back to Greece. Um they had their World Freedom Day rally uh, March 20th, and, and then my sister also went to the one on May 15th, and they were so paltry, and she was so discouraged. But then when they came out with these obligatory mandates, she was just shocked. Um, like ten to 15,000 people just spontaneously showed up. They're not associated with this kind of official worldwide demonstration group in the 180 cities. People just came out. No mandates, especially then when they came out for mandates for children. It went from six cities in Greece to 40 cities in Greece of people coming out and just spontaneously. It wasn't any kind of, well, it certainly wouldn't have been left or organized, but even the, the fledging freedom movement that's happening right now in the U.S., um, it wasn't as a result of that. People just came out. So maybe that's what it needs. Just no, I'm, a, I'm sorry, a big what, what, what the kind of wake up. What, what kind of mandates were these for children? Mask mandates, vaccine mandates, or what? Oh, this is all about the vaccine, vaccine mandates because mandate. Greece okay. complied with the mask. Yeah, this is vaccine. It's all, and that's what's happening um, in France as well. The vaccine mandates have just, they it's beyond the pale. They have really hit a nerve and, uh, I certainly don't want a mandate in the U.S., but I'd like to think that people in the U.S. would be just like the Greeks, and they've been sitting around kind of complying, but then would rise angry. So who knows if that's what it'll take? Um, I, I don't know. It's it's a it's it's a fledgling movement in the U.S. particularly because we have so many woke people, and it's like this woke derangement syndrome and COVID derangement syndrome. It's it's all of a piece. And um, so what I kind of lament is I've been a leftist activist for many, many years. And when the deep state or the cabal, who's ever running things, basically took out the entire left 
um, left, liberal left, they just took them out of any kind of activism against the state. The liberal left's in bed with Kissinger, with the FBI. They're praising the CIA. It's it's really um, shocking and yeah, that's sad. Not, that's and not how it was when I was young. No, nor me either. I guess that, date, um, that dates us, now, <laughs> We We were alive back when I the left guess. was uh, pro-freedom. Well, I'm kind of an eminence grease at this point, um, having to remind people of what COINTELPRO was like. Um, people just don't really know um, about these things. There's a great article by Whitney Webb. Um, now, this is back from uh, 2020, but she talks about the cyber war that's declared in the U.S. and the U.K. to quash vaccine hesitancy um, in nations as they prepare for mass inoculation. So, um, Worldwide, um, there are uh, these elements that um, are, are are trying to squash it, and we have to assume, based on our history of what we know, um, how COINTELPRO works. But many of the people in the movement now are very new to that um, whole uh, everything that happened in the 60s. They, they don't have that history, and they don't have the organizing skills. I mean, the left has such grassroots organizing chops. The funding, um, granted, the left was always complaining because we didn't have money, but there was a lot of money there compared to uh, what the resources are now to tap into for nonprofit for anything that is um, against COVID vaccine or anti-lockdowns. And then also the legal support. There were big guns in the left, the whole NLG, uh, National Lawyers Guild, the movement lawyers. We don't have any of that. So we're really um, behind the eight ball. But we've got spirit. We've got heart. We've got truth. And we know that we're not taking that toxic injection that's been proven to be um, just a, a DNA altering substance. So, so, this so, so when you totally... reach out to people on this, Kat, what, what do you think? Do you think it's better to kind of take a hardcore um, anti-vax position and emphasize all the negative em- uh, evidence and ignore or, or downplay the positive evidence? Or do you think it's better to just say, look, uh, at this point, the the official uh, scientific evidence that guys like Zuckerberg and Biden and stuff are pushing as authoritative seems to tell us that these vaccines actually uh, greatly lower people's chances of dying of COVID, which really might matter for people who are extremely elderly or immunocompromised and and so on, or, uh, you know, in bad shape. But for, uh, for younger and healthier people, that's not quite as big a factor. So maybe uh, we should just leave this up to individual choice because the vaccines have not been proven to stop COVID transmission or necessarily even slow it. So it's not a public health issue according to their own science. It's, it's an issue of protecting yourself if you take the vaccine, but you're not protecting your neighbor at all if you take the vaccine. At least it hasn't been proven that you are, and more and more evidence says that you're not. So maybe that kind of um, uh, discourse, that this should be an individual choice, there's no reason for it not to be, would make sense. Well, what we're focusing more on is not necessarily um, anti-COVID vaccine, because then you get put into the whole anti-vax. We're for safe um, effective vaccines, and everybody knows, well, not everybody, um, but it's widely known among uh, people who follow it that this is uh, one big laboratory experiment. There has never been long-term testing. Um, what we uh, promote more is 
anti-vaccine uh, mandates. So no vaccine mandates. And we're very much for bodily autonomy and freedom. That's why this is called the medical freedom movement or the health freedom movement, or to me, it's just the freedom movement, which to me is basically the truth movement 2.0. Um, people really wanting to look at the truth. So, no, we don't. We pass around literature. I mean, there's a lot of literature out there, but there's no like prescription. You shouldn't take it. Um, um, we are concerned about children quite a bit. But this um, the rally um, that at least we're going to have. And I think with um, the message coming from um, the, uh, the office, the worldwide office clearinghouse is no lockdowns, no vaccine mandates, but also um, they don't say it like this, but no new world order, no great reset, which is really where all this is going. The whole COVID thing and, and, and pandemic and lockdowns are just a distraction from what they really want to do. And that's where the real fear comes in as they're trying to um, institute a radical transformation of our society. So that's that's really the Uber message. And, and one more uh, question. How, how about adding uh, no more biological warfare to that set of messages? To me, that might be the most important important message around COVID. That's a great one. And we have a couple speakers who I think have that in their portfolio to be able to talk about because, uh, yes, this is a biological weapon. This is a, a war against humanity, both a physical, biological war as well as a spiritual war. So that's why we sort of shifted our thinking um, in New York away from um, not necessarily just it's about vaccine mandates, but also it's about the whole um, new world order that they're trying to foist on us. And so we have uh, we reached out to speakers beyond the medical freedom community to be able to speak to the bigger picture. Well, that sounds like a good plan. You know, again, I'm kind of leaning towards the geopolitical uh, analysis of this. I think the best COVID analysis is by Ron Unz. And, and that's where I think the left is really missing in action, standing up for peace in what appears to be a U.S. biological attack against China and Iran. And that perspective, which strikes me as by far the best supported by logic and evidence, is almost completely absent from both sides in this debate. Um. Well, yeah, (laughs) at first step is just trying to get people to stop the lockdowns. There hadn't really been a full-blown focus on vaccines. Now it is a little bit more because the lockdowns have lightened up. But it was sort of like, you know, what's right in front of our nose? What's the gun right at our door? Um, But as people become um, more aware, um, then – yeah, what are the um, worldwide geopolitical issues going on? And I try to um, inform my audiences about that. But as I said, this is another kind of drawback on some level is the left had always had, when in our day when we were activists, had a very strong uh, political historical analysis. And um, people today, or at least um, what's in this movement, um, there's some people, leftists, who have left the left, like myself, um, not necessarily conservative, but it's a, it's a motley array of conservative leftists who have left the left and uh, independents. But they don't seem to have much of a political history. And so um, being able to look at these broader geopolitical um, issues 
is not necessarily there right now. So I'm really glad we've reached out farther for this rally to not necessarily go for medical uh, freedom activists whose focus is more uh, masks and vaccines. But at this rally, we intend to have people who can speak to the bigger issues. Um, I don't know if it'll entail geopolitical, more just the, the Uber issue of the cabal that's trying to destroy all of us, including the Chinese. Right. But who, who, yeah, who is that cabal? That cabal is, is the oligarchy, the Western oligarchy. And I, I see a parallel with the mid eighties. You know, the only real activism I did before nine, the nine 11 truth era was knocking on doors for the nuclear freeze in 1983-84 when it looked like Reagan with his first strike posture was going to provoke a nuclear war. And I discovered there was this anti-nuclear weapons movement that recognized that every single year we were running a significant chance of blowing up the world, basically killing us all and creating just a hell on earth. And likewise today, as I see it, we are well into an era of endemic biological warfare and you may not want to get vaccinated today, and I don't blame you. I actually don't either. But we're moving into a, a time which will be here very soon, possibly within years or even months, in which there will be uh, bio biological warfare bugs unleashed that will kill you if you don't get vaccinated, and the people who unleash them will have the vaccines. I think that's kind of what COVID already is, only it's a one per- it kills half percent or one to one percent, and especially the elderly and infirm. But the next one may may kill 2% or 5% or 10% or 50% or 100% and they'll, they'll have the vaccine and you're not going to have much choice. And so if we don't stand up against bioweapons today the way that the uh, nuclear freeze movement did in the mid-80s, I think we're toast. I think that's a very good point, and that is uh, one of the planks that we have to uh, look more deeply on. I appreciate you saying that. Um, the problem is, is who do we trust to make these vaccines? Dr. David Martin has been uh, talking. Uh, he had a wonderful interview with um, Reiner Fulmick, who is doing the Nuremberg 2.0 uh, trials. He's, can, can, um, it's Germany, the, the same people he, who make the weapons make the vaccines, of course. Right. So how can we trust them? And um, Dr. David Martin, um, who recently had a really good interview with Reiner Fulmick, who is doing the 2.0 Nuremberg trials. Again, he's suing the World Health Organization for crimes against humanity for the COVID one. Um, All of those same people are doing these um, um, COVID vaccines and the virus. And Dr. David Martin has shown that there's been patents taken out since the early 2000s. And certainly by 2008, patents for both the virus and the vaccine. So these people are up to no good. And so, yes, we have to stop doing, make them stop um, another bioweapon, a better bioweapon um, worldwide agreement. But even the, um, the vaccines that they put up, we can't trust them at all now. So we are kind of sitting ducks. Yeah, it, it is an experiment, and there's no denying that. Even the most totally mainstream doctors, like my own brother, <laughs> bless his heart, uh, will tell you straight out that we don't know what this thing's going to do, you know, in, after, you know, a year or years down the line. It's just nobody knows. Well, I think they know. I think they have the antidote for themselves. Um, there's about five or 6,000 in, I believe, of uh, them, the cabal and their cohorts. And I think they have medical cures. They have all kinds of things that we won't know till 20 years from now, the kind of weaponry they had, mind control weaponry um, in the field, war, military weaponry. And I think they have um, massive health um, medical um, 
um, souped up medical um, ways to defeat this virus um, and not the vaccine that they're giving us. That um, And they're lying about the number of deaths. There's been thousands of deaths and nobody's hearing about it and even more thousands of injuries. And so we can't trust anything they say. Um, I've been taking pine needles because supposedly the elite were taking pine needle tea. Um, that, who knows if that's just an urban myth. No, no, wait a minute. That, that can get us flagged for medical misinformation, Kat. <laughs> oh, right. Oh, I forgot. Hey, drink, drink okay. some pine needle tea, tea, man. <laughs> it'll, it'll cure your COVID. Just kidding, censors. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're kidding. And I won't say the I word either that I've been using. Oh, I, so, I yeah. Sorry about that. No, no, I, I Oh, you can uh, say that. Well, I, I'll say that because I can send people to the website that shows like a long list of studies and meta studies on ivermectin and COVID, and people should look at those studies. We, if we can't say that, yes. what's the point of even talking? <laughs> Right. And did you know that also this uh, Saturday, July twenty fourth, is International Ivermectin Day? I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. If, according so, according yeah. to the the studies and meta studies I looked at, it did seem that ivermectin was probably the most promising of all of these treatments. So yeah, that sounds like a good cause. Yes, I've been on it. So that and the the needles. <laughs> so so that's why you can fly um, all I, over the world mm-hmm. nonstop with a chiffon mask <laughs> that's not even just down on your chin yeah. and and you're perfectly healthy. Oh, sounds like I'm medical I haven't gotten. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I never got sick at all. I, I, and I'm 67, so I'm supposed to be in the vulnerable age group. I'm not sick one iota. Of course, and you're, you're I don't, in good shape. I don't believe you, I will get sick. Do you, you still still play Pardon? tennis, right? Do you still play tennis? Um, I had a sports injury, so I had to stop for a while. And I and because then COVID happened, they shut down the courts. I haven't played in two years, so that's been they really shut down upsetting. The tennis but courts? I run. My goodness. Well, they did for a while, That's and then insane. they finally opened them up. Um, but by then, I was traveling some more. That was in um, 2020. So um, um, I haven't played tennis, but I'm anxious to get back to it. But I do run. Um, I run like an hour um, a day. Well, so, hey, if you come by Wisconsin, yeah, you know, let's, let's play some tennis because I, I haven't played for, for years and years and years. Um, but I would love to get back into it. I used to have a lot of fun with that. Well, that's the way you should say healthy folks is get the sunlight and exercise and vitamin D and so on and so forth. We can all agree on that. And then the rest of uh, the sensors can yeah. be about. <laughs> well, Kat, we hit the end of the 20 minutes. Uh, let's once again send people to WorldWideDemonstration.com. It's all run together. WorldWideDemonstration.com. And the World Freedom Day rally is on Saturday, July 24th, with over 180 participating cities and maybe more by now. So that's a, it's a great cause. Uh, good work, Kat. I really uh, admire your energy and uh, and really your gumption on this. You're, you're not uh, sitting down and taking this. <laughs> nope. No, we're not. Okay, Kevin, thank you so much. Okay. Take care. God bless. Talk next time. All right. Bye. 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 Welcome to Truth Jihad Radio. I'm Kevin Barrett, searching all over the world for the most interesting people to discuss the most important issues that are not being properly covered in the mainstream. So today we're going over to Italy to speak with Andrea Sincagrani. He has written an article on the likely U.S. origin of COVID-19, how it was spread to Europe, 
let's get into it. So welcome, Andrea. How are you? Oh, well, well, thank you. Well, thank you. Yeah. Uh, I write, uh, my, 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 uh, my review is, uh, is called The Voice, Voice of the Voices. And uh, it deals about inquiries over politic- politician affairs, uh, uh, connections with mafia, economical business, uh, and uh, uh, health, uh, public health also, and uh, justice, uh, and, and so on. It's, it's 30 years we go on writing about this, uh, and uh, uh, we, 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 we have written for many years about Italian scandals, but scandals which are made by political system in connection with uh, business system and a criminal system, because in Italy you must not forget there is a mafia and camorra which are uh, sitting at the same table of political men and businessmen. Yes, I've, I've studied Operation Gladio a little bit, and so ah, I've, I've yes. <laughs> followed like some Gladio. of that. Gladio. Yes. Yes, Pidue, Gladio, yes, yes. They also sit in the same table where, where big decisions, uh, big decisions uh, are taken. Uh, as nowadays we can we can speak about, for instance, at uh, an international level about uh, the Great Reset, uh, the famous Great Reset, which is uh, which is wanted by the World Economic Forum, uh, leaded by Klaus Schwab, and, uh, and so so. Uh, we we must uh, the, we must not think that everything is is, is a plot, but uh, is the fact that uh, those those um, uh, uh, authorities, if we can call in a, in an uh, ironic way, like Gladio said, Pidue, like uh, Trilateral, like uh, Bilderberg, like uh, World Economic Forum. And, and Bill Gates Foundation, and we can say many, 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 are not a fantasy, but are reality. They really decide the 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 the, the, the future of the world, uh, because but uh, because of um, not not following the the. the the, the public interest, but the private interest of, for instance, uh, big uh, big pharma, big pharma, big tech, big pharma. We are now seeing with the pandemic we, uh, that uh, we are uh, every day writing about the the the, the incredible business of uh, big pharma of pharmaceutical uh, pharmaceutical industries which uh, has made in one year uh, business and profits uh, of of 10 years for instance uh, increasing 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 and then with uh, with the uh, first shot with the second shot now with the third shot of of, of uh, against the saying that they want to make a struggle, real struggle against the coronavirus, against COVID, while there are uh, um, many, many like Invermectina, like Hydroxychloroquina, like Lactoferina, like, uh, which are uh, the, the, the supports, real supports, which are uh, um, uh, uh, 
the, the governments and the public health ministers do not want and make a big struggle against uh, this uh, very important uh, pharmaceutical uh, uh, products. So, but so, not, so yes, but there's, there's because the... they are very cheap. They are very cheap, so they not they are much, They cannot be used because we uh, big industries want to make profits with the uh, vaccine, but science. Yeah, yes, uh, yeah. They, they... So, so there, there is that um, commercialization angle, and obviously the pharmaceutical pharmaceutical industrial complex is uh, pursuing uh, massive profits from this, as are various other parties. Uh, I wonder, though, if, you know, you've, your, your article touches on uh, COVID yes. beginning at Fort Detrick, and if we compare yes. this to Gladio, <clears throat> Gladio was primarily about uh, geostrategic issues. It was primarily a, a United States attempt to counter the Soviet Union by supporting uh, U.S. allied uh, authoritarian leaders by discrediting uh, the left wing that was willing to work with European communist parties. Uh, so it was it was basically about geopolitics. And um, the interpretation that makes sense to me about COVID is that it is also primarily about geopolitics, that this was basically a deliberate U.S. Uh, bio-attack on China and Iran, and the rest of it is just profiteering by commercial interests, um, uh, opportunism by Klaus Schwab and so on. But um, I, I believe this, just like Gladio, is primarily a geopolitical operation by the deep state in the United States. Would you agree with that? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. They, they, if you, we, we go behind to the, the, the years of Gladio, of course, as, as, as in Italy we have the demonstration with the, the killing of Aldo Moro. Uh, which was the leader of the, the Italian Democratic Party, the DC Democracy, Italian Democracy, which um, led Italy for many, many years. And when Moro, Aldo Moro, which, who was uh, at that time the number one, uh, decided to to uh, to found uh, a compromise with the Communist Party with Enrico Berlinguer, who was the leader of the Communist Party. Uh, of course, neither uh, Soviet Union, or, but above all, United States didn't want that kind of, of, uh, of uh, compromise. And uh, that's why Gladio uh, uh, was entered in the, in the, in the, in the, the fact, and then they, they they killed Moro because the Brigate Rosso, Red uh, Brigades, Brigades were just the, the 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 hand, the material hand for the killing. But it was decided not not from, by Red Brigades, but by uh, other interests. Uh, which uh, were in the CIA, and uh, for instance, uh, we remember that uh, Steve Pitznik, who was uh, a man of CIA, was sent in Italy by Kissinger, by Henry Kissinger, uh, for for uh, destroying the, the the attempt to save uh, Aldo Moro, so that Moro uh, 
has uh, it, it was uh, um, they, they 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 kill they have to kill Moro the Red Brigades because if Moro were alive should have told many many things horrible things around the Italian political system which depended from the United States and uh, United States didn't want uh, the, uh, the the famous uh, compromise uh, uh, between uh, communist party and democracy Italian democracy so it comes from very very uh, so much time the right. influence of gladio right and, right uh, so, so, so the US, us was was facing what it considered to be a, a very serious challenge from the soviet union uh, in europe at the time today the united states is facing what it sees as a very serious challenge from china due to china's economic <laughs> yeah. rise so uh, yeah, the, yeah. the logical uh, presupposition would be that the United States has every reason to wage preemptive war to slow or stop China's economic rise, and that the obvious yeah, way to yeah. do that would be through biological warfare, both to target China's like economy, it. but also perhaps even to slow the global economy, which is the engine that drives China's rise. Does that interpretation make sense to you? Yes. Yes, uh, um, uh, I wrote for for some months uh, about the 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 the, the, the Chinese track. That is, uh, in the beginning, nobody wanted to accept the idea that uh, artificially uh, could escape the virus from uh, China's laboratories. But uh, then, little by little, this idea increased. The first one who said this was Luc Montagnier, the the the, the French uh, scientist, uh, who said uh, it's not possible that naturally comes uh, the virus. It must be artificially created, and uh, that's why the, the eyes were directed to one laboratories. But uh, we discovered uh, we like uh, our magazine, The Voice, uh, Voice of Voices. We discovered that that the the research, many researches of the Wuhan laboratories were financed, were uh, paid by the the youth government. That is the NIAD, the which is uh, uh, N I. Uh, AD, NIAID, the National Institute, which is directed by many, many, from, for many, many, many years from, by, by Anthony Fauci, which is the number one of the, the, the American scientist. He's Italian of origins, but he's American. And, uh, the NIAID, uh, financed the, 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 the researches of the Wuhan laboratories uh, through uh, another society, which is called Eco, um, Eco Health Alliance, which is leaded by Peter Z- uh, uh, Dazak, uh, who is uh, a scientist, uh, which went into mi- in mission to Wuhan, sent by the uh, OMS, the, uh, the Mondial Health Organization, 
which uh, sent in one uh, mission in January. Uh, this January is that is uh, seven months ago, but uh, without any results. So nothing was discovered in uh, in Wuhan. But it's easy to understand why, because Peter Dazak, who was the man uh, through. Uh, passed the money from United States to China to the laboratories of Wuhan, uh, was in, uh, involved in that affair and was in the mission of the OMS. <laughs> Nobody could, uh, could think that he uh, should have uh, discovered something against himself. <laughs> It's easy to understand. That's uh, that's we wrote for many years, uh, for many months. But uh, some uh, weeks ago, we discovered uh, the fourth Detrick uh, uh, track. Uh, that is, we have written uh, many other times about the the, um, the research, the borderline researches which were con conducted. For many many years in Fort Detrick, we must remember that Fort Detrick laboratories uh, were born uh, in 1943, so did, during the, the Second World uh, War. And uh, in in Fort Detrick, there are many many uh, many uh, many locations that, as the Army Medical Command used the National Cancer Institute, the National Institute Confederation for Biological Research, the National Interagency Biodefense Campus, but above all, they use Medical Army Research Institute of Infectious Disease. And this is the heart of the problem, because there, in, the, in this uh, USA Medical Army Research, which is leaded, is, depends directly from the USA Army Medical Command, and uh, of course, uh, directly depends on the US Army. Uh, they made for many, 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 many years very borderline experiments. And uh, um, we have uh, news that in, uh, in June uh, 2019, that is uh, two years, exactly two years ago, two years in June uh, 2019, there was, uh, um, there uh, came uh, out some news, uh, some news, um, worrying news about what was made in, in Fort Detrick. And uh, the, the, the American authorities sent and uh, the CDC, the Center of, for Disease Control, sent a control uh, there and uh, found something terrible has happened, an accident, an accident uh, so said by biocontainment. That is something <coughs> came out very dangerous from the laboratories so that for for safety uh, reasons, uh, national safety reasons, it was this was the 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 the, um, the, risk, uh, the, 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 the what they said for safety national reasons. The laboratory of the the heart of the laboratories of Fort Detrick were closed. But, uh, just some months, uh, six months before the explosion of coronavirus. So why nobody uh, has known 
something more about that uh, uh, dangerous accident. Why we couldn't read any report by the CDC uh, about what really happened in Fordetric, it's a mystery because uh, everybody wants should should know what happened there, so that uh, the laboratories which went on working for 60 years uh, without any stop, they were stopped just six months before the the the, the origin. Uh, of coronavirus. So, uh, so, so can, uh, I, can I quick, we... quickly interject uh, that that we've been talking about this on my radio show for uh, a year and a half, I think. But uh, the the strongest counter argument, uh, well, the, the there are a couple of counter arguments to the Fort Detrick lab leak theory, and and one of them is that uh, COVID-19 is extremely contagious. And so it's it's easy to mm. mathematically chart the number of cases and deaths that will appear uh, after it, it is loose. And there's not uh, really evidence that enough cases appeared, and certainly not in the Fort Detrick area, uh, after that shutdown. Yes. Yes, yes, because there is a second uh, part of the story, which is connected to the armed service blood program, because there is a connection between Fort Detrick and the armed uh, service blood program, which is a, a very important program for blood service in the United States, and uh, because they 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 they, they uh, work uh, blood and send blood all over the world where uh, uh, sol- American soldiers are uh, work uh, like for instance in all Europe and in Italy and uh, and this is the connection with uh, because uh, connecting the 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 uh, the, what was made in Fort Detrick and what uh, the the results of the productions of Fort Detrick uh, were uh, managed with not uh, not perfected, not in a right way, so that there was a connection with the, the Armed Ser- Service Blood Program uh, we have known, and uh, so that uh, uh, we arrive uh, to Italy and uh, to the northern part of Italy, in particular uh, into Veneto, where there are uh, uh, three uh, American bases, uh, headquarters of troops, and uh, uh, Dal Mulin, uh, and uh, above all the, the uh, Dal Del Din, which is a headquarter in which uh, are, uh, we have signs of the first uh, origin of uh, coronavirus. And uh, that's why th- there is a, a report, uh, a, a perfectly unknown report, but is made by the famous Institute of uh, Cancers of Milan, uh, made uh, in synergy with uh, uh, Lombardia, region, uh, the land of Lombardia, Milan, and the uh, University of um, Milan and uh, Milan and the University of Siena, they made a study in uh, in uh, in uh, November uh, 2020, 
and they uh, said that the first uh, case of coronavirus, the first elevation of anticorps of COVID-19 were of the 3 September 2019. That is uh, about four months before the, the official raise of coronavirus. That's a, 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 an enormous uh, new because it means to, to, to the, the COVID arrive in Italy four months before the official explosion. And that new is also reported by the Tumori Journal, Tumori Journal, which is a specialized review. And uh, uh, the, this study, this study made by the Italian University of Milan Siena and uh, the, 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 in the Regione Lombardia, uh, is, uh, is, uh, is, uh, is a study over about 1,000 uh, uh, persons. Uh, and uh, there are numbers, uh, certain numbers, uh, there are uh, documents and numbers which attest that coronavirus started in uh, September, 3 September in, uh, in uh, Veneto. In, uh, and Caserma Daldin and the headquarter Daldin, the headquarter of American uh, troops, is in uh, right in that area. So uh, we, we, we at, at last, we, we, we wrote in our inquiry, in our article, that the, the two uh, tracks, the, uh, the track of uh, the laboratory of, of Wuhan and the track of Fort Dietrich and the program national, the blood program of the United States and the Caserma Daldin and Squatter Daldin are, one do not say that the other is not good so that the, the, the virus, uh, COVID, can, uh, can easily come, theoretically, easily come from uh, either from uh, Wuhan or from, from uh, in, in different uh, months, so that we can connect, uh, say that September was the month for, for uh, the, uh, in Italy, the, as I said, 3 September uh, in Italy, and then maybe two months later or one month later from Wuhan. So one, uh, the, the two tracks uh, do not conflict. They can stay together. But anyway, but, but it's, American... isn't, isn't it puzzling? Though? It's puzzling that, according to the Italian study, the uh, virus was circulating uh, very widely in Italy in the fall in fall of 2019 yes. without yes, without focus, anyone realizing focus, it. Uh, right. Uh, and, but and the focus was uh, immediately in Veneto, in Veneto, in the focus, in, in, and, and Lombardia, Veneto and Lombardia, yeah. Yeah. and Lombardia it exploded, the explosion was there. In Veneto first, then uh, right uh, after in Lombardia, and so Bergamo became, Milan and Bergamo above all, became the, <coughs> the, the city with the, the largest number of deaths and uh, of uh, patients and, and so on. And so, in conclusion, uh, I said that <laughs> uh, unluckily, Americans uh, are in the in the double scene. Uh, if, as I said, uh, Americans are in Fortetic, of course, and the, the program, the program, but they are also in financing uh, uh, with, as I said, with NIAID and ECHO 
Alliance financing the research of the laboratories of Wuhan. So, in one side or in the other, Americans are in the in the in the affair. <laughs> Unluckily for very, you. Very interesting. Uh, so, uh, there's. There, there's been some controversy about about this uh, Italian study and other similar studies about the uh, early apparent early emergence of of COVID, but that's that's a kind of complex question that we we can set aside. But anyway, this is very very interesting work. What kind of reception are you getting uh, at, when you publish this at the uh, the what is it the Voci delle Voci Voce delle Voci? Yes. Yeah. Yes, we, 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 the many, many medium, little medium, um, uh, medias, uh, uh, wrote about this. But the big main, mainstream, the, the big media, the, the, the newspapers, uh, the big newspapers like Corriere della Sera, Repubblica, uh, and so on, or the, uh, tele- the big televisions do not speak about because uh, there is a, a perfect silence about this uh, the mainstream. Do, they do not speak at all about what really happens in uh, on uh, about uh, pandemia, pande- pandemia, coronavirus, and so on. Uh, for instance, as I told you <coughs> before a little, uh, they, in, in Italy nobody can speak about. Uh, uh, what is possible to uh, to take uh, in chemistry in uh, in, chemi- in a normal chemistry uh, to contrast uh, to to fight against uh, the covid when uh, it begins it right begins uh, for instance in uh, in vermetina as i told you before hydroxychloroquine all what you can take to to avoid to to have a great fever and then to to go to hospital, the, the Italian government uh, uh, said that those kind of of uh, curas cura therapies were forbidden. So just uh, an, uh, the, the, uh, a, a big a high court of justice, a Consiglio di Stato, uh, um, uh, made uh, an ordinance which uh, at uh, uh, 12 December uh, of last year, 2020, 2020 uh, they, they said that hydroxychloroquine is, uh, is uh, legal so that uh, the physicians, uh, normal physician of family, every physician of family can, can uh, say that I can take, uh, I may take, I can take that, that kind of, of therapy. Before it was, uh, it was, uh, um, it, it was, it was, was illegal because the Italian government, for instance, said you must just take tachypirina Tachypirina, which you take usually when you have the flu, fever, and so on, and uh, quietly uh, waiting. You must just wait, 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 wait the time before uh, before uh, going uh, before to go to the hospital. So that that's why Italian hospital were became. Uh, Full, 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 and people went in uh, urgent therapy and then dead. So thousands, thousands, thousands uh, persons dead because they didn't receive the, the right therapy 
which was known, was perfectly known, because uh, physicians knew, and also virologists, of course, they knew, but they didn't say that there were therapies which can used to not die, not to die. But we had a, a GTS, the, the, a, a, a super committee of great scientists, but on the paper, which uh, said what to do for one year. And nowadays also, there are, there are this kind of, of uh, scientists which are not virologists also, but they are, um, they are allergologists, immunologists, all but not virologists, and they say what you have to do. So uh, they just speak about uh, mascarina, protection of the face, the washing of the hands, the, 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 the safe distance between people, uh, the green pass now, from some weeks, the green pass, which is obliged to have, they are, we are obliged to have the green pass for going to the cinema or to the restaurant or everywhere. And, but they do not speak at all about the therapies, the therapies which exist are in commerce are very cheap also, and this is the guilty because they are cheap. For instance, hydroxychloroquine uh, is just five dollars. Uh, on the contrary, big pharma, the big industry, uh, take lots, lots, uh, lots, lots of money, public money also for the research, research of of the vaccino, which is vaccinus, which is. Uh, experimental and we know that is experimental for also for other two years at least at uh, 2023 will end the tests and uh, so but in the meanwhile why don't we uh, don't the authorities the, the government and the, the the scientists do not say that is possible to use also those, those kind of uh, those kind of therapies to uh, to fight against covid it's it, they're guilty they're guilty of all the deaths the thousand deaths which could have saved by those therapies Okay, and uh, we only have a couple of minutes left, uh, but have there been uh, large protests in Italy? We just saw some large protests in France. No. There have been large protests in Germany. No. Unluckily, unluckily, no, just no, no protests. They, uh, unluckily, we are not uh, like in France with the Gilet Jolly, which, which uh, go in the streets and say, and uh, say, we, we, unluckily, in Italy nowadays, uh, as Today we have no uh, no organized protest. Just uh, for instance, for in for what on the public information. For instance, as I said to you before, uh, in television and in uh, big newspapers, you can just read the official mainstream about uh, using the the uh, and that the protection masks and so on. But nobody, no, and uh, the and. And uh, the, the the protest, the people do not protest at all because uh, because uh, uh, they are many 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 people, much many people are afraid that uh, otherwise, if the people do do not uh, put masks and make a vaccine and so on, uh, there is another lockdown. That's the 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 the. the 
the the the uh, the, uh, the the great danger that uh, because the economical situation in Italy is uh, terrible, the the most the the main part of the small industries of the small commerce, those small trade are closed, and uh, or could also uh, begin to 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 to. Uh, to 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 live uh, if there is not uh, another lockdown. So they say, or you uh, you uh, obey, or you say you make what we want, we authority want, or we make another lockdown. That's uh, is is it sounds like of, sounds like official uh, blackmail. <clears throat> Yes, as you put a gun in the face of the person, you say, oh, you make that or you are in lockdown. That's why also they say uh, to make lockdown for those special, special lockdown for those who are not uh, vaccinated. Right. Or didn't take it. That's a, a prison. They are organizing also uh, special areas uh, in which uh, to, to send the people who are not uh, vaccinated. Like laggers, maybe. Right, right. I think that also, also Italy didn't think so much uh, to 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 detain people to 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 oblige. You know, I, it's a, it's a paradox, but anyway, we are hmm. we are uh, going uh, unluckily in in, uh, in a dictatorship, sanitary di- dictatorship uh, direction. That, okay, that well, may, maybe there need to be more protests, uh, but we've we've come to the end uh, of we, the half hour. We need. We hope. Yes. But, okay. Well, good good okay. luck. Uh, it sounds like you're you're doing uh, excellent uh, alternative journalism. At the, the voce di la voce di la voce, and uh, <laughs> look forward to uh, brushing up on my Italian enough to read your stuff uh, in Italian, and hope to I, talk I, to you I, again. I just one minute, I I, I, I I forgot to say just one thing. I wrote an, another inquiry uh, two days ago about the Rockefeller Foundation. If you go on our site, Voice of Voices, and you search of Rockefeller Foundation, we wrote an article about a study which was made made by uh, professors and teachers of Rockefeller Foundation in which in 11 years ago 11 years ago in 2011 they wrote about a, a pandemic scene they 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 wrote what should have happened uh, 11 years uh, after so or they are the magicians, they are wizards, or what are they? Like Bill Gates, when in, uh, in uh, uh, six years old ago said that there should uh, have been uh, in the following years a great pandemic, or what uh, the provisions of, of World Economic Forum, the same, uh, and, the, and the cyber polygon that uh, they made uh, some days ago for cyber wars. So, the, so the, it means that these kind of leaders, our leaders, 
are also magicians. They, they, they can uh, say that maybe in, in 20, 25 years, what will happen? So we must obey to them like uh, Sarah. Right, right. We, we have to march in lockstep. You're referring, of course, to the lockstep documents uh, from 10 years ago. Uh, lockstep. 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 Okay. So, so, so thank, thank you. We, we do have to, the first we, is I have to save lockstep. some room for the second segment of the show here. Uh, but uh, yeah. thank you so much for your uh, great work, Andrea Sikigrani. Uh, looking forward to talking again. Yeah, thank you. And take, uh, take care. God bless. Thank you to you. Thank you very much. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye.